everyone. This is Aubrey. And this is Melody. Thank you for coming back. And this is our podcast, Mostly Mostly Macabre. Macabre. been going on with you since last time that we recorded not much um i'm excited for your story me too so you know how last time i did the the one that was just off the wall yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> i enjoyed it that. The thanks for hanging in the there wall. everybody <laughs> so today i decided to go a little bit in a different direction on the wall a little bit on the wall okay. Because we are a true crime podcast, mostly, in case you didn't... Pick up on that? Yeah, in case you didn't pick up on that before. This is a true crime podcast, mostly, which means it's not always going to be true crime. So today I chose to bring a fun paranormal thing to you instead. I love spooky. I know, me too. Um, And so I have like a random question. Do you think that... You can be into scary paranormal things without also being into true crime. Yes. Are they exclusive? Yeah. No, there are people who just... So some people are into just paranormal stuff? Yeah, absolutely. yeah, sure. Because some people don't like the true crime stuff. We're just the lucky group that loves all of it. (laughs) I just kind of felt like if you like one, you probably have an interest in the other. Some people go real hard into the paranormal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I teeter right on that edge. I can can probably fall off really easily and just dive deep into that. I love them both. And if you have an equal love for both, then we're going to get along. You're in the right place. Oh, yeah. We are your people. Keep tuning in. Um, So, yeah. So, today, the one that I want to talk about, um, the location has a reputation for being one of the most haunted places in America. Nice. So it's been featured on ghost hunting shows like Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, Paranormal Lockdowns. Love them and all. BuzzFeed oh, really? Unsolved. Damn, huh? Today we're going to talk about Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Have you heard about it? I don't. I probably have. I can't. I can't recall it though. Right off like Is the rip. Is it sanatorium or sanitarium? Sanatorium. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Here we go with the pronunciations again. <laughs> no, I, I just didn't know if they were two separate things. I don't know which Google. one's right. <laughs> well, Google, sponsor us. I was actually doing research for a completely different topic because you know that's how I do my research. You like, bounce. I, like, yeah, I bounce around from like topic to topic. And I was halfway through a different story. And then I just decided to switch it up. I um, always have been into um, like spooky hospitals and like oh, yeah. spooky places. I remember whenever me and my brother were kids, we had this video game and um, it was a Sega Genesis game. And I don't remember the name of the game, but I remember basically you just like walk around this like abandoned hospital and there's like spooky shit in all of the rooms. And it was just a really scary game to play. It was called Ghostbusters. Just kidding. (laughs) I don't think so. And I don't think it was for kids either. I'm pretty sure it was like rated R, which I don't know what what the game version of it is, but it was not for kids. Anyway, I played it and I had fun with it and it was really spooky. So Waverly Hill Sanatorium is located in Jefferson County, the southwestern part of Louisville, Kentucky. It's um, I put it's known for the Louisville Sluggers. Isn't that like a type of baseball? It's, it's a, a baseball, baseball bat. bat. It's a baseball bat. Yeah. Okay. I knew I had heard the term somewhere. <laughs> I imagine that that's where they're, they're from. 
that's where they're made. They're made, I guess. I like that you put in there as fact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, but I'm gonna pretend. I'm gonna say that. Known for the Louisville Sluggers. So yeah, in 1910, uh, Waverly Hill Sanatorium opened as a sanatorium to care for 40 to 50 tuberculosis patients. And um, at this time, in the early 1900s, Jefferson County in Kentucky is just absolutely writhing in tuberculosis. Ooh. They also called it the White Plague. Um, why, I don't know why, why the they called plague? it the white plague because it was actually very red whenever people were like <laughs> coughing up their lungs. It was very bloody. So I don't know why the white plague is what they chose to call it. I would have called it something else. I guess black plague was already taken at that yeah, point. Yeah, so they just went the opposite direction. <laughs> so hence the need to open up um, the new hospital. Uh, it closed in 1961 <clears throat> after the antibiotic streptomycin reduced the need for TB hospitals. So that's how long it was open, from 1910 to 1961. Wow, that's a long stretch. It was. It's a long time to have a sanatorium open for just TB patients. I didn't, you don't really think about TB like when you think about the 60s. You think of like back in the day, like 1910. Like I wouldn't yeah. have thought that that was an actual thing. Well, that's why... It, we'll get to that part. Okay. But that's why it ended mm-hmm. around that time is because they came up with... A cure, the streptomycin yeah. that reduced But even the so, though, I wouldn't think the 50s or like the 40s. Mm-hmm. I would think. Maybe like, it took some time to administer. Yeah. No, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I just think it's funny. Like you think of like old tiny. Yeah. <laughs> it does feel kind of recent. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because my parents were just born a few years after that. Yeah, my so. mom was born in 63. So. Yeah. Absolutely. So our grandparents were around. That's Mm -hmm. just so creepy. (laughs) Um, So they wanted to repurpose Waverly into a hotel, but that didn't quite work out. Um, I don't know why. (laughs) To a hotel? Uh, It's not a hotel I want to stay (laughs) at. Why wouldn't that work out? (laughs) So a little bit of history on Waverly. It got its name because the land was purchased by Major Thomas H. Hayes in 1833, so way long ago, to be his family home. And it was pretty removed from the nearby schools, so he decided to build his kids their own school, as one would. <laughs> I was just saying, wow. <laughs> My many, dad didn't do that for me. How many kids did he have? Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> Who's going to run this school? Because I love sending my kids to school. Goodbye now, you're someone else's problem. It was extremely, <laughs> an extremely private school. Um, a cute little one-room schoolhouse on Pages Lane, and he hired Lizzie Lee Harris to be the school teacher. So his kids have their cute little one-room schoolhouse. Uh, Teacher is Lizzie. And um, she was super into Walter Scott's Waverly novels. So she names the schoolhouse Waverly School. So um, Waverly novels were apparently super popular for about 100 years. And they were like a big thing. But that's where the name came from. I've never heard of them. I've never heard of them either. I think it's way before our time. But yeah, they're about a hundred years old. before our time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> about a hundred years before our time, because this was in 1883, so pretty old. Um, Major Hayes thinks that the name sounds peaceful, so he decided to keep it, and he decided to name the property Waverly Hill. So that's how Waverly Hill got its name. And when the board of TB Hospital bought the land, they just rolled with it. They're like, okay, yeah, Waverly Hill Sanatorium sounds good to me. It sounds fancy. Yeah. And so that's how Waverly Hill Sanatorium got its name. Um, So he sold his home to these people. 
Yeah, they, they bought it. Okay. I don't know if he sold it or if maybe down he passed line. down yeah. the line. At some point, the board so of TB Hospital it must buys be super it. Super creepy though, because if it started off as like a manor or a house, like it started off, yeah, and like, then it's gonna be it's like total creepy asylum vibes. Yeah. <laughs> So now the board of TB Hospital buys it. Um, sometimes it's spelled with an added E between the I and the Y, uh, but no one knows quite when that started. Currently, it's been dropped. Um, so sometimes it's spelled Waverly, like L-E-Y. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's spelled just L-Y. That's a fun fact. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a fun fact. It has nothing to do with anything. I just thought it was interesting. For those of you doing research at home, you might see both. Exactly. Um, That's such a melody fun fact. (laughs) So fun. In the early 1900s, Jefferson County, like I mentioned before, is absolutely swimming in tuberculosis. Um, The wetlands along the Ohio River were a perfect breeding ground for the spread of the disease. So imagine a great vacation spot. Yeah, just like a giant petri dish of tuberculosis (laughs) along the Ohio River. Ugh, sounds gross. Fresh water. I always think lakes, fresh water. I always think giant petri dish Mm. of bacteria. It's true. <laughs> so to keep it contained, a two-story wooden sanatorium is opened with an admin and domain building, and then two open-air pavilions that were each capable of housing twenty patients to treat TB in its early stages. Wait, so how many is that total? How many did you say? It was? So it's um, total of forty patients because okay. each wing is able then- of housing twenty patients. So it starts off very small. Um, the sanatoriums were often built on high hills surrounded by woods for the peace and the calm vibes. So naturally, Waverly was a great location for this because it's all, on, it's like on top of the hill. It's idyllic. It's Is supposedly it pretty. Is fresher air? Is that what they're yeah, going for? Yeah, exactly. The fresher air. It's supposed to be very peaceful, very nice. And so um, well, naturally, it, it they chose it for this. Until all these people with TV showed up. Ew. <laughs> You're right, though. You're 100% right. Well, I mean, if I'm going to die of TB, I'd want to be in a nice area. In a like, nice, serene, a nice, serene, scenic area. Hill. Yeah. So if we recall, they opened in 1910. In 1911, the city of Louisville began to prepare to build a new Louisville City Hospital, but the commissioners decided that the new city hospital would not be admitting pulmonary TB patients. So they're going to build this new fancy hospital, but they do not want these TB patients. So no infectious disease there. This not, is just for not like TB. Yeah, this is just for like everyone else but them, and like mm-hmm. butterfly Broken stitches, arms, that <laughs> but- type of thing. The flu. Well, actually, back then it was probably pretty dangerous. The flu. Like, keep stay home if you have the flu. Right. Only come here if you need contagious. a bandage. Well, you probably end up at one of these places because if you cough in the wrong location, they're like, "Oh, TB." Because <laughs> people were scared, just like now. <laughs> You'd probably now get the side eye and end up at Waverly Hills. Do you realize, children, my kids nowadays, if they cough in public, they look at me all panicked, sorry, <laughs> and I'm like, "It's okay. It's good. You're okay." But that's where we're at now. Yeah. So we're back. <laughs> sorry, Mom. We're back. There. Um, but what they did do is they gave the TB board 25K to build a hospital for advanced TB cases. 25K in today's money? or in- is. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Today, that is about $760,813.16. Nice. So, I mean, is that enough to build a hospital? Nowadays, it doesn't sound millions. like very much. No, actually, if you compare it, no. It so yeah, much. that's like the price of a 
luxurious, somewhat luxurious house. That's the price of a raised ranch nowadays. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. They wouldn't allow them at the city hospital. They're like, here, have this. Go build your own hospital. And so then on August 31st of 1912, the city hospital relocates their TB patients to the temporary quarters on the Waverly Hills grounds while they construct the hospital for the advanced cases. So they didn't even keep them at the hospital until that other hospital was completely built. They're like, nope, you can go now. (laughs) Go on and get out. And they were immediately transferred over to the grounds of Waverly Hills. And um, so guess what those temporary quarters were? Oh, God. What were they? <laughs> they were tents. Ooh. I was going to say portables, but that's even worse. <laughs> they Aww. were tents. So they took them from a hospital and put them in a tent? Yeah. They're like, you got to go now. <laughs> they, they couldn't this wait until... This is worse until... than triage. Like, this is like... It's making the COVID approach look much better. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. We've got it under control compared mm. to this. Um, so not really <laughs> in December of 1912, that same year, they finally opened the advanced cases section that can hold 40 more patients. There was also a wing for African-American patients because segregation is still a thing. So even though everyone's dying, it doesn't matter. They're still like Separating. a separate, yeah. it's a separate TB, <laughs> separate TB. It's a different TB. In 1914, the Children's Pavilion opens with capacity for another 50 patients. So now the total capacity is up to 130 patients. Uh, The Children's Wing was not only for sick children. It was also for children of the sick patients who otherwise would have had nowhere to go. So now they have to be there. Isn't that sad? And they probably get sick. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So if your mom got TB and you were healthy... You had to and there was there. nowhere for you to go. Like, Oof. you would just end up at the TV hospital. Well, you know what? I mean, what's as worse? a baby, but as a child. But what's worse, though? Think about it. Orphanages are horrible. So, like, TB but at or least you don't get none. TB. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's just You, you could not die ideal. either way. Yeah. <laughs> it really was like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Because yeah. <laughs> nowadays it's you true. get sick and your kid goes to foster care if you can't take care of them. Like, at least you can Would bring- you rather get TB? Mm. Yeah. The plan was to add a new building each year so that there may have been more beds than the original plan listed. So it did eventually get really big. And I'll show you guys a picture later. So this is all added on to that yeah, one house. they just kept adding on. So um, the thing is, Waverly Hill Sanatorium was more like a lifestyle. Um, the patients, doctors, and the nurses became residents of Waverly as soon as they entered the facility. So this means that they lived there. Um, Waverly Hills is their home now. Because Waverly, they can't spread TB everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, so Waverly had its own little community. It had its own little zip code. They would grow their own food. They were like kill their own livestock and stuff. They were lepers. <laughs> <laughs> um, they even had their own radio station. What the- <laughs> I know. And I was like trying to find out more about the radio station, like what they could be talking about. TB. TV of the day, Um, but I couldn't find it. So if you know anything about what their radio station content was, feel free to let me know. Because they weren't getting out much. Exactly. So So what are they talking about? It's almost like listening to us. (laughs) Nothing. What's new? Nothing. But we have the internet. (laughs) We can watch the world from the couch. Um, So yeah, basically once you're part of Waverly, you're kind of always part of Waverly. 
So you got to be a diehard mm-hmm. like nurse or doctor, whether you're a patient yeah. or an employee. You're I don't know who would do this, but well, we have doctors and nurses without borders, so it's kind of the same I thing. Guess. But back in the day. At some point, as I mentioned, they had just like kept adding to the building. At some point, they built a tunnel. Um, it was an entrance and an exit for employees of the sanatorium. It was on the first floor, the Why corridor. Did, hold on, I'm sorry. Why do they need a tunnel? Why can't they just use the door? I am getting there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're so like I they're so intrigued. separate from everyone else. Why are you gonna be sneaky about it? <laughs> So the corridor is 500 feet to the bottom of the hill with a set of stairs on one side. And then the other side has a cart that moves up and down and was used to move supplies and other needs. Um, I was thinking dead bodies. (laughs) Stop. You're ruining my story. (laughs) (laughs) The tunnel led straight to the railroad. And before the antibiotics, they were using remedies such as heat lamps, fresh air, and positive vibes to will the patients into living. (laughs) No leeches? Just just vibes to will the patients into living. Thoughts Thoughts and prayers. (laughs) Kind of tough because they were dying at a rate of of at least one per day. Mm. So watching the corpse of the day being wheeled off was a real bummer for morale, if you can imagine. The corpse, and- <laughs> <laughs> corpse du <de> jour. <laughs> that shouldn't be funny, but it is. So they tried to scuttle bummer. them away through the tunnel, as you had just ah, said. So that one has Instead, to see. Yeah. That makes So that nobody sense. had to see it. And once at the railroad, the bodies would be loaded off onto a train and taken away. That makes more sense. I thought you meant like the doctors and nurses like wouldn't walk through the door. And I'm like, why? Like this <laughs> Well, the tunnel the was door. to like take the goods back and forth and like the necessities. You. But then eventually, yeah, it became a body shoot where they would transport the bodies. So sweet. Because they didn't want yeah, they didn't they didn't want the living to see that that these people were dying so quickly and that they basically had no hope. Like that's probably gonna be you next week. Mm -hmm. So No, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It works good. Um, so yeah, they There's would a tunnel send it I into the tunnel at night though. <laughs> and after being loaded onto the train, the bodies would be taken away. The doctors and the workers thought that it was a good idea for preventing the spread too, if the bodies were, were taken out through the tunnel. And it's reported that the tunnel is teeming with paranormal activity, like EVPs, orbs, shadows, and apparitions. Even back then? No, now. Oh, now. Okay. Yeah. So if you can imagine. Well, I bet. I mean, that's, yeah, it's EVPs. pretty dark and it's pretty. It's a like, corpse tunnel. Yeah. Like, literally. <laughs> so, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't be too surprised if some paranormal shit goes on down there. Um, the repairs in the construction to this massive sanatorium now uh, were ongoing. There was also more beds continually needed to prevent from having to turn people away. Um, March 1924, they began construction on a five-story building that would be able to house more than 400 patients. In the same area? like The same Waverly Hill Sanatorium. They just kept making it bigger. October 17th of 1926, the new building finally opens. 
But in 1943, when streptomycin is introduced, the number of TB cases begins to decline until there was no longer a need for a TB hospital of this size. So it started in 1910. 1943, streptomycin is introduced, and then shortly after it closes. So basically, they weren't open to use the five-story building for... Well, I guess it was about... I don't know. I don't know math. Math. But they were open more time without the massive five-story building than with it. Mm -hmm. So the few patients left were sent to Hazelwood Sanatorium, which is also in Louisville. And in June 1961, Waverly Hills is finally shut down. So from 1943 to 1961 is when streptomycin became a thing. And like it just started declining in yeah, patients. Yeah, it just started declining yeah. and declining. Which is good. <laughs> which is great. And then finally in 1961, it finally shut down because there wasn't a need for like a massive sanatorium like that when we have streptomycin, which you know what, takes care of TB. You know what's kind of funny about this? People complain about staying at their houses. Back in the day, we stuck them in you a You had to go sanatorium. to a sanatorium. <laughs> and have your own zip code. And oh, my God. And such a, a good point. Yeah. We need to remind everyone. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm so sick of being at Well, you home. could be in a sanatorium. God, they're like, oh, my Amazon package is late. <laughs> you could be watching the body of the day wheeled out. Exactly. It's believed that more than 6,000 people died during its time as a sanatorium. The numbers are different depending on where you look. Some places have more exaggerated numbers, such as 63,000, which is uh, is debunked. It's more likely that it's around six to 8,000. Oh, so they just got confused. They just, they just got together. confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it didn't take long for this majestic structure to be repurposed because it is a very beautiful structure. It sounds majestic. The very following <laughs> year in 1962, Waverly reopens as Woodhaven Geriatric Center, a nursing home for elderly patients, many who had dementia in various stages and mobility limitations. It's like so a they sick had joke. Yeah, they had trouble getting around in many as many elderly do. You're right. It is like a sick joke. Yeah, like, it it's wasn't... fucked up. So many people died here. And now they're like, let's send the elderly let's there. Let's send the elderly people there. The body shoot's already there. It's the new TB. This is the tunnel out. Oh, yeah. So um, it was also for very severely mentally handicapped people. They were grouped in here as well. And I don't know if that's still done. So they just Have, grouped the the mentally uh, ill people. The dementia, with the geriatric, with the, the geriatric, and the, well, they weren't mentally ill people. They did the mentally handicapped people, which means there were special needs. So, like, oh. yeah, is that still done? Like, are in Florida? Yes, really. In Florida, <laughs> I they, didn't know that there were homes and stuff like in other places. Like, there are homes, but it's not as common as back in the day. Mm-hmm. But. Actually, in Florida, when I worked at the hospital, I was like, we'd get a lot of patients, and I'm like, I was shocked at old. how many people mm-hmm. were in homes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's still done? Oh, my God. Like, oh, I was wow. shocked. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought that, like, geriatric centers, uh, old people homes were for well, old people. Well, no, no, geriatric centers, yes, but they have homes for the mentally mentally handicapped or whatever they you know or special needs like they do have homes for other people but geriatric patients do um like the dementia patients when they come to the mental hospital we have a wing for that so when you 
have a patient that's like, mm-hmm. I always find this very disturbing. Like we have, I work at a, a mental health facility. Mm-hmm. So we have people with mental health issues, but then also the elderly that are at homes that have dementia, they send them to us too. Mm. So we have our own section for that, which I always, I don't understand. Like, I feel like they should be in their own, their own. Yeah. I don't understand that logic of like a mental health facility, but they do send them to us. So Woodhaven Geriatric Center did just that. They just kind of like mixed everyone in there together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may be hard to believe, but the place was a shit show. <laughs> they, Go figure. <laughs> they were extremely understaffed and overcrowded. Uh, there is reports of patient neglect. Also electrotherapy because psychiatric hospitals in the 60s. Oh, so and it wasn't just so it was a psychiatric hospital as well. It was both. Okay, they yeah. were mixing the patients in there, and unusual experimentation. So I couldn't find any more details on what the unusual experimentation was. I'm gonna make it clear: we do not do unusual experimentation. <laughs> <laughs> just putting that out there. <laughs> a nurse that used to work at Woodhaven. I found a quote from her. She said that it was a place where people came to die. Oh. And that the Wood, Woodhaven nursing home and its patients were very old and they had no family to care for them and their deteriorating health, which is probably so why like they were there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and finally, 20 years after it opened, the 1982 Woodhaven Geriatric Center is shut down. But I have a little bit more from this nurse and what she was saying. She was saying that there was pee and cockroaches everywhere, that the patients had to lie in wet beds and that their own feces and that no staff cared about their well-being. That's horrible. Yeah. Um, The patients went crazy because they were stripped of their clothes. They were tied to chairs and locked in their rooms for hours upon hours. Uh, That the staff was not taking very good care of the elderly patients and they would like let them fall off of their wheelchairs, Mm -hmm. which of course they would severely hurt themselves because they're already frail. And um, she said another direct quote, they were going to die anyway is what the sentiment was. The mentality in there. Yeah. So awful. Um, During the time when Waverly Hill was Woodhaven geriatrics, the building was also not kept well. And as I have already said, they weren't treated very well. Now, is this like a state-run facility? I did not look that up. (laughs) And if it was private, then they were not... Oh, that's a really good question. Let me Google it really quick. It was a private nursing home. So people had to pay to be there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because that sounds like something that would be like state-run. Like, oh, we're just going to stick somebody there. You know what I mean? Like people who can't afford private Mm -hmm. care. I don't know. Wow. Um, The same nurse, she said, there were times when I would sit out in the parking lot and cry because I knew what it was going to be like when I was in there. Nothing but pure sadness. That's it. That's horrendous. So that is awful. So this is just building on the history of the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Those are not good vibes. Not good vibes (laughs) at all. All bad vibes. The good vibes are gone. I don't think they were ever there. But that left with the TV, apparently. I, I the think tunnel. they were there when it was a schoolhouse. That sounded like good vibes. <laughs> I like that you're so positive. Good, good intentions, maybe. <laughs> that sounded like a fun time. Living on a hill with my little one 
one room schoolhouse and my private teacher. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds it sounds nice to me. Yeah, I mean, I think it sounds nice, but without the school, I would just want to go right off or something. <laughs> so after this, um, a source. Uh, Silent Thrill on WordPress says that the owner wanted the building destroyed. Um, not sure why they wanted it destroyed as opposed to just selling the building. Bad Maybe. juju. <laughs> Could be. Maybe they wanted to build on it is my theory. Mm. Um, but they wouldn't let him because the building was registered to the National Historic Register. So it's considered a historical a historic building, building and he wasn't allowed to destroy it. He tried to have it condemned instead. So he would actively encourage vandalism and oh destruction God. of the property. <laughs> Where's my loophole? So how do you do this? I don't know. How do you actively encourage people to come do you just like go like hey you start a rumor like hey it's haunted in here you need to go do your yeah. you know like you have okay. to start a rumor to get you, people in you there find your local hoodlums, hoodlums. And find the local hoodlums. The oh, hoodlums can you yeah. come to my place and vandalize <laughs> do what you do so eventually he did sell the building uh yeah like i said maybe he wanted to build on it and that's why he didn't just sell it in the first place because that would have been my logical next step. So he just let it go to crap in <laughs> the historic building and then was like, yeah, I'm going to throw the And out. then finally sold it. He probably could have got more before it was vandalized. Exactly. Um, but she was still a looker, so people are still interested in Waverly. And the following year, 1983, she catches the eye of Simpsonville developer J. Clifford Todd. He buys the hospital for Three million five thousand dollars. A vandalized building for that much? That's that's a lot. He saw a lot of. Potential. She's huge though, because remember, yeah. she, like all that shit's been added. Mm-hmm. And um, today in in today's money, it's about eight million seven thousand two hundred twenty two dollars six hundred. I I need help saying this number. It's a big number. <laughs> it's yeah. a big number. So today it's about eight million seven hundred twenty two thousand six hundred and fifteen dollars and 91 cents i did it (laughs) (laughs) and she's a fixer-upper and todd along with his architect friend milton thompson wanted to turn the hospital into a minimum security prison for the state oh yeah more because (laughs) incarcerating people is a business in this country and it's fucking disgusting but that's a story for another time Oh, don't get me started. It pisses me the fuck off. (laughs) More good vibes. I mean, this thing. (laughs) However, the people were not having it. And after some protesting, the plan was dropped. So that didn't actually get to happen. (laughs) (laughs) They still had already sunk a lot of money into this place, though. So, like, what are they going to do now? And they think apartments. So... Close. Uh, but the so tourism wasn't a thing. <laughs> Apartments. Um, this was dependent on Jefferson Fiscal Court to buy around 140 acres from them for around 400K so that they could start the project. Um, it didn't happen. There was a lack of investors and this, the apartment project didn't go through. Um, March 1966, the property is bought by Robert Albert Haskey. Um, his Christ the Redeemer Foundation, Inc. wanted to construct the world's tallest Jesus <laughs> along with an arts and worship center. Ooh, a lot of history behind this <laughs> But the donations fell through, the tithers weren't tithing, and the project <laughs> fell short. Um, the I project total would have cost around $12 million. For a big Jesus? 
$12 million for a big Jesus. Um, don't forget, he also wanted to have like an art center and probably like a worship center. So it was a think, big, yeah. it's still a lot of money. Yeah. Well. Yeah, so, I wonder how much of that went into the Jesus thing. <laughs> <laughs> None of it because it fell through. So he needed 12 million, but um in his efforts to pull the money around the country, he only raised 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> so significantly one. short of the 12 million that he needed to construct brainchild. I would love to hear that pitch <laughs> to <know>. construct <laughs> the world's tallest Jesus. Everyone gets up and walks out. <laughs> So bear with me here. What I'm trying to do is... (laughs) (laughs) Listen, hear me out. They finally pulled the plug on the project in December of 1997. Shocker. So after Albert fails to erect this statue, Tina and Charlie Mattingly... Fails to erect Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I really thought that's where you were going. (laughs) I knew you would have something to say. (laughs) thought it would be me (laughs) we're keeping that (laughs) tina and charlie mattingly buy waverly in 2001 and uh they now host tours and have a haunted house thing uh around halloween time the proceeds go to restoring waverly to its glory back in the day i don't know if it was very glorious but the um architecture the architecture was at least glorious (laughs) at least it was pretty (laughs) (laughs) at least it was pretty they actually want to convert it into a luxury hotel while preserving the history and the architecture they still own it um they founded the waverly hills historical society two years after buying it in 2001 um, August, but August 2007, Waverly did host the last show of the Sounds of the Underground Extreme Metal Musical Festival. So the neighbors didn't like it, and that's probably the last time that they'll ever host a music festival at Waverly. I just thought that was a little interesting fact. That they, saying, there was years. a mu- music festival there. I was just going to ask you before you mentioned that, like, there's a lot of years here of this this property just being like. Turned over, turned over. Like, yeah, it's being used this. for nothing, but then that. it's like turned over, turned over. <laughs> <laughs> Waverly has some history. So, um, that's a little bit of the history on Waverly Hill Sanatorium. Doesn't sound too bad, does it? I don't know. Sounds what do you pretty think? bad. Sounds no. pretty bad. Okay. <laughs> sounds <But> homey. <laughs> where do the hauntings come in? Um, I can only imagine. <laughs> in 2017, during an interview with owner Tina Madeling, uh, she says that orbs and balls of light can be seen in the tunnel where the bodies were transported from the sanatorium along with spirits. So I'll give her that. That kind of makes sense. It's some dark shit that happened in that tunnel. Waverly Hill Sanatorium is known as one of the most haunted places on earth, as we had mentioned. So let's talk about some of the horrific things that occurred there that may have something to do with why they say that it's such a haunted place. Back to the TB treatments for a minute. So if we recall, before the streptomycin, they were treating TB with heat lamps, fresh air, sun, the sun treatment that you guys saw the little kids having their oh, sun baths. It's that. a treatment, Sit, yeah, outside. the sun baths and vibes, just just vibes, sending them positive vibes, thoughts and prayers. They were That's failing. what they thought was going to mm-hmm. work for TB. Um, They were doing their best, but there was no real way to treat this epidemic at the time. So some of those doctors began to get a little creative. And um, when the (laughs) vibe... What's it? uh, A little creative. A little... 
What's it? Oh God, I can't Sadistic. Be Sadistic. Thank you. I'm like, um, I'm having a brain fart. So when the vibes weren't vibing enough, mm-hmm. someone thought, what if we insert a balloon into their lungs and fill it with air and see if that helps the patient breathe better? Yeah, yeah shoving a balloon into your lungs. Into your lungs. It didn't. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. It wasn't working. So instead, um, they think, what if we remove some of the ribs and the muscle, creating extra space for the lungs to expand? You would think it would just cave in. This was called a thoraco- <laughs> thoracoplasty. Yes. So it wasn't unusual to have seven to eight ribs removed. Jesus. Which I was like, how many ribs do you even have? Did you find out? <laughs> I see. I said it out loud. Did you Google? Jay Googled it. He <laughs> said 24. It turns oh, out we have 12 really? on each side. Wow. Thank you, Jay. He, he did that little research for me. And there were also lobectomies and nomectomies. Um, a lobectomy is where they remove a part of the diseased lobe in your lung. Mm. And a nomectomy is where they remove an entire diseased lung. Yikes. Infected lung. And replace um, it with a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> so the logic here, I guess, is that maybe if they're not working anyway, you don't Need they were it? just experimenting on these people. They were, they were. They were just trying to see if something worked. And um, yeah, they were just hope, throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Pretty much. Oof. Uh, the family was allowed to visit because remember, we're all about vibes here. We're trying to keep morale up. So they think that maybe if the family comes to visit, it'll... <laughs> family it'll, comes to visit, they'll <laughs> soon be patient. <laughs> <laughs> Once you go in, you don't They didn't out. know at the time it was an airborne disease. So... Um, yeah, I don't know. It made no sense because the staff had to stay there. So, but this family, the families were just allowed to come visit and then go about their lives after Spread visiting. Spread it to the rest of the yeah. community. <laughs> Spread it to the rest of Kentucky. Um, and if you can believe it, the attempts failed and it just resulted in very painful and fatal surgeries. Now, sounds like torture. what about, stick with me here. What about two balloons? <laughs> To replace the two lungs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, aside from that, we also have room 502. This room, for some reason, is said to be a magnet for bad shit and just bad vibes. Uh, it's the rooftop room believed to have housed mentally ill patients with TB. This was actually debunked, though, by American Hauntings. They said that and nobody was confined here, that everybody was moving freely. So the confined part has been debunked. Oh, okay. So like they didn't have their own like cell room or whatever it was. Like They could just freely mm-hmm. move about the house. Still. Even the mental patients? That's what it says. Okay. Mm, very friendly. <laughs> it's a very Montessori method. They just mix <laughs> them all together. <laughs> they send yeah. the good vibes. And give them, it was the vibes. That's what was doing it. Uh, so also, according to legend, the head nurse was found hanging from a light fixture in the room. Um, you, it was either a light fixture or an exposed pipe. It is believed that she unalived herself due to depression from an unwanted pregnancy. She was only or from working there. I mean, let's be real. What's more depressing? Did they say unalived herself? I said unalived herself. I learned something. Because I today. think that's what we say now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, not get canceled. (laughs) She was only 29, and she was unwed. And, you know, that was, like, a big deal. You can't be unwed. Would she have been considered a spinster? I think so. Okay. I don't know. (laughs) So, yeah, just very controversial. Um, And she 
What I think is she didn't impregnate herself, so why is she having to carry all of this by herself? But that's just my opinion. Because that's how it was back then. Also, if they couldn't leave this place, I mean, who's going to really shame her? I'm just saying. (laughs) Well, I'm thinking like it was somebody here because if she can't leave this place, obviously someone here is responsible for this. She didn't impregnate herself. Um, The rumor is that it was the owner of the sanatorium. Uh, Voices in the attic reports that pregnant visitors claim to feel super uncomfortable in this room. Naturally so. Um, I would Very natural. Very (laughs) uncomfortable. (laughs) There was also a nurse that worked in room 502 that jumped from the rooftop and also died by suicide. But we're not sure if she was pushed or if she jumped. Because there's speculation on both, but we don't have a conclusion about which one it was. Now, is this 502 room, is this in the original building, or is this, like, the highest? Is this, like, the highest Yeah, building? it's the highest you can go. It's only five stories. So it's stories. the newer building. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that makes more sense of, like, why everyone's just committing suicide in there. But, well, for the jumping part. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if she was, like, pushed or if she jumped. We'll, we'll get on more. Get, we'll get more into detail about that in a little bit. Oh, she's also not the only one. The fifth floor is famous for having had patients jump to their deaths. So people that wanted to jump off the building basically went to this room to do it. Um, It's reported that visitors feel compelled to also jump from the fifth floor. Mm. So is it intrusive thoughts? Or... It's those vibes we talked about. Is it something that's like (laughs) telling them and like pushing them to do it? Um, it's to the point where a lot of these people have to be talked down and like prevented from oh jumping God. off. You'd think they'd just close the door. Didn't yeah, you? that's what I'm saying. Lock it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Louisville Ghost Hunter Society naturally paid Waverly a little visit because they are a ghost society. They found the kitchen to be very disorderly. Of course it was. Nobody's been there. And that one guy had people come vandalize everything on purpose. (laughs) Uh, It was just in a state of disrepair. The windows were broken. Chairs were broken. What you would expect from an abandoned place. Um, They go to leave thinking that there's nothing to see here. Just like a bunch of broke down stuff. And then they began to hear footsteps. And then they hear the sound of a door swinging shut. And finally, they smell the aroma of fresh baked air. Filling, fresh, fresh baked air? <laughs> fresh baked bread filling the air. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what's okay. that smell like? <laughs> two, two different smells. The aroma of fresh baked bread filling the air. Um, others have also reported on smelling the aroma of food coming from the kitchen and canteen areas. Hey, at least it's so, food and not like the yeah. smell of yeah. rotting flesh. Yeah, exactly, or shit. Or burning flesh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, they're not the only ones that have reported smelling food in the kitchen area. Other visitors also report smelling food, bread, other things in there, which is kind of nice. I was just like, I can it's think a, of worse It's hauntings. a caretaker ghost. <laughs> yeah. So um, here's a little story that I found, um, a little anecdote on the sanatorium. It's featuring a story from a visitor named Joey. Joey and his friends toured the building, and they finally head to the rooftop at the end of the tour for the views, that those vibes that everybody was talking about, and the fresh air. And once they're on the rooftop, they start seeing shadows moving around. Um, 
So they get scared, obviously, because they're seeing shadows moving around. And Joey's friend, Chris, gets so scared that he wanted to leap off the roof. Um, The group runs back inside while the shadows are chasing them around. And um, once they're inside, the doors are slamming. They see footprints appear from puddles. Uh, Chris starts to cry, and everybody else is barely just holding it together. Uh, They finally make it out and into Joey's sister's car, and they peace out and never come back. Because what the fuck? So he had one of those experiences of feeling that that urge to hop off the roof. So eerie. Um, One of the most famous ghosts at Waverly is a little boy named Timmy. Timmy was six to seven years old when he died at the sanatorium. It said that he fell off the roof of the building playing with a leather ball. Why the hell was he playing with the ball on the roof? (laughs) Because he's a kid, six to seven years old. He wasn't being watched. On the roof? (laughs) So it was actually investigated to try and find out if he fell or if somebody pushed him. But again, like the nurse, there was no definitive answer on if he fell or if he was pushed. Um, But being so young when he died, it said that he roams the hospital trying to make the best of a shitty situation. And uh, visitors will bring him a ball to play with. And it said that if you roll the ball for him, that the ball will often find its way back to the group at some point in your tour. So that's interesting. Just not on the roof. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a threatening ghost. It just sounds like he wants somebody to play with. Um, people, the naysayers will say that it's just the uneven floors in a drought, but I like to think that it's Timmy. There's also claims of a little girl named Mary. She is, she resides on the third floor and she just basically runs up and down the hallways. So people have just seen her running. Yeah. Just being a little girl running up and down the hallways as kids do. As kids with TV do. <laughs> There's reports of people hearing children singing Ring Around the Ring Around the Roses. I thought it was Ring Around the Rosie. It's Ring Around the Rosie. I thought really? it was too. Well, here they call it Ring a Ring of Roses, which is interesting because the song is about the bubonic plague. I was going to say, that's about a plague, so it's very <laughs> so appropriate. It's eerie, but some visitors claim to hear kids singing this song. Which A we lot are. of kids' songs were about some... Dark shit. shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not sure if the kids knew about this eerie history of their song, their favorite song. My but. kids do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the entire place is under a black cloud of a presence. There's also this other entity that they call the creeper. Uh, you'll know that you're in the presence of the creeper when a dark, unexplainable, and overwhelming feeling of dread surrounds you. It kind of sounds like a dementor I was to say me. It's a dementor. I was just going to say that. <laughs> or anxiety. So, um, yeah, it sounds like a dementor to me. The entity crawls along the floor and the walls of the sanatorium. Ooh, I hate crawling. I know. I hate crawling too. Some people believe that it's a demonic force. I believe it. While other people think that it's human and that it's been warped by the trauma of dying there. Ugh, oh, yeah. Because remember, there was like all the experimentation yeah. and like the. I don't know. Crawling is really. It's something it's else. It's so creepy. When things crawl. No. Mm, the worst one is when they crawl backwards. Ugh, that yeah. shit gets me every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so whatever it is, though, if you're creeped on by the creeper, you're going to feel it. Like you just feel the presence. Oh, I feel that. Yeah. Um, some people report to have seen doppelgangers. So what? That's a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> They're just walking by a mirror. <laughs> 
So in this context, this refers to spirits that can mimic those that it encounters, replicating someone's looks, the mm-hmm. voice, movements, mannerisms, uh, a.k.a. double walkers. Oof. Examples are looking at someone that is you. Um, this reminds me of the movie Us. Have you guys seen the movie Us? Uh, oh, such I a have. good movie. Who's in that one? I don't remember their names. It's the one with the rabbits also. Is that a Jordan Peele one? Yes. Oh, okay. No, I didn't see oh, I've that never one. Seen it. You've never seen mm-hmm. it? So, yeah, if you guys haven't seen the movie Us, I oh. recommend it. But it kind of reminds me of that because doppelgangers. So, yeah, it can look like you or someone you know. So, like, for example, mm-hmm. I could see someone or something that looks it's like, like Aubrey. Yeah. Um, like that's the whole point of it is, like, they try to fool mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it'll do something wild. Uh, the tour guides at Waverly really say that they've seen doppelgangers of themselves or others, and the difference is the black holes where their eyes should be. Super, yeah. super There's another name creepy. For that. Skinwalkers? Oh, really? I think so. I listened to an episode on them. I don't remember what podcast it was, but they wouldn't even say the name Skinwalker. They would. They called them flesh, flesh, something. Flesh pedestrians. Flesh pedestrians. (laughs) Skinwalker. Yep. So if the entity has black holes where its eyes are supposed to be, walk the other way. (laughs) There's also a lady ghost that peeks around the corners. It just reminded me of Kim K. You know that meme of her like peeking around the bush? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's nothing like that. But it's kind of like that, just way more macabre. Uh, People think that it's the ghost of Mary Lee. She lived there at the sanatorium. On September 10, 2006, Tom Halstead of Missouri Paranormal Research took a picture of a ghostly apparition that looked almost exactly like Mary. And they compared it to the picture of Mary who actually Mm. lived there, and it seemed to look a lot like her. Could you find it or no? Oh, I should have put it in here. I should have included it. it. I'll find it after this. Some people think that Mary is the nurse that hung herself in room 502. Others theorize that she's the daughter of one of the doctors who ended up catching TB herself. Mm. But not sure because everybody was named Mary back then. If you remember, (laughs) that little girl was also Mary. The little girl that runs Mm -hmm. up and down the hallways. Um, Mary Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But there's more. So aside from those uh, big haunts, like those more well-known haunts there's more uh people report a woman crying she's an elderly woman that roams the hospital um they say that she's moaning and bleeding from her chained hands and feet it's said that she's from the building's time as a geriatric center so she's from geriatric times not the tb times which makes sense because she has the the stuff on her hands and feet which is really sad because that's not how elderly people should be treated. That's not how anyone should be treated, but it's really awful. Um, when anyone approaches her, she runs away screaming. Um, again, we don't know who the woman is or why she's chained from her hands and feet. Um, there's also reports that a man man walks around in white coat and a pants. Or, like the orderly? Yeah, so probably like a doctor or someone walking around in his white coat. That's what I imagine. I picture like an orderly, like the, like the white coat and white pants, like the people who work there. Mm, possibly. Yeah. There is a report of a guard seeing a floating head in a room one night and passing out because he was so scared. <laughs> and then he never returned. It's very, I uh, would also be super scared. Very haunted mansion. The head in the ball. <laughs> 
That one sounds a bit more comical. You're right. Um, people claim to have seen lights on when there was no electricity in the building. Mm. That that those always get me. Uh, one guard claims that he saw a TV on from the outside of the building on the third floor, and then he went in to check it out. And that there was no such thing going on. There's no TV on or anything like it. What are they watching? Hmm? I was wondering that too. I wonder what was on TV. (laughs) You can get an idea of the time frame. What? (laughs) 60s. (laughs) There's claims that people see a hearse pulling up to drop off coffins. Um, Why would a hearse go there to drop off coffins? Because of all the people dying? I thought they just I guess. sent them down the body. Sheet. I don't know. Yeah. See, this one was disproven because yeah. I, I looked on Silent Thrills WordPress and um, they said that this is probably just people wanting to have an experience, like wanting saying, to have something to talk about. No <laughs> because, as you had mentioned, they would have used the, the, sh- the tunnel, the corpse chute, the, the body, body chute. Yeah. So, of course, like any good haunting, there's reports of disembodied voices, doors slamming, footsteps, and then the occasional otherworldly bitch slap from ghostly hands. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love that one. <laughs> if I'm going to be a ghost, I'm going to bitch slap the, the shit fuck out, out of you. Yeah. What else are you going to do all day? <laughs> exactly. That would be my thrill of the day. Because you're going to use your energy to make it sure it makes contact and they could feel it. And you're tired, and then you got to do it again tomorrow. That would be so good, because you can just get like right in front of them. They just don't expect it at all. Then all of a sudden, bam. That'd be really funny. Um, so, yeah, that is Waverly Hill Sanatorium. Um, to me, it's a place that started off with the purest of intentions, as I had mentioned earlier. It sounds like it was like a dad b- building a little schoolhouse for his kids up on the hill. And it's like all pretty and shit. Um, but yeah, then it turns into something not so Did pretty. All downhill from there. Yeah. Real downhill. <laughs> then all the macabre shit started happening. That's a lot of bad energy, just one after In another. In one location. Yeah. So much stuff. A yeah. lot of death, a lot of just turmoil and sadness and... I want to go there. So do you? You do? Yeah. I was going to ask you that. So do you think that you would go on oh, the haunted yeah. tour? Heck yeah, I would. Oh my God. I wouldn't sleep there, but I would <laughs> totally go there. You can do an overnight. You just have to, oh, maybe I you have then. to like reserve it. And I think it's more, obviously it's more money. Uh, I would never. I don't know. I I'd would have never. to try it out. All right. I would tip, I would like dip my toe in with the tour. And then see how yeah, I feel. Yeah, I'd start with like a day trip and then see. Yeah, and then see if you can spend the night. I would definitely do a day trip. For sure. I don't know if I would have oh, the balls to go at night. I don't know. I actually looked into sleeping at the Lizzie Borden house. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It's right where I grew up. It's oh, like, that's true. It's literally up the street. It's home. <laughs> it's home. I was like, I want to sleep there. We used to go there on field trips. Like, that was like a school field trip. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys probably have some really good haunts. Oh my god, yeah, New England. Mm. I'm very proud to be from New England. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys think it's haunted? We really hope Santa's. I bet it is. No, there's no doubt. I mean, sometimes I how think, could it not be? All right, like orbs. Maybe I don't know. I'm not gonna like completely go I've with caught that. orbs on my it. camera okay. like during ghost tours because I love doing ghost tours like when yeah. I go visit a place I like to sign up for a little ghost oh, tour yeah. no because I love because with ghost tours there's always history and I love that's history. what I love yeah mm-hmm. and I and I believe in in vibes and I believe in spirits and I do feel like mm-hmm. especially when there's a lot of trauma like this place I feel like it stays the there energy the energy stays there you can walk into a house even just like 
when you're going to look at houses, you walk mm-hmm. in and, ooh, this house has a bad vibe. You know, like, you can just be like, I don't want to live here. So it's just, I get that. But, um, oh, no, I'm sure it's haunted. Like, with all that, especially, mm-hmm. like, people just, the TB patients. And then I'm sorry. The, the geriatric patients. Yeah, and the mental patient. It's like, and the experimenting. It was just, a like, a torture chamber, in a way. So... And I yeah. was trying to find more information on the segregation aspect of it mm-hmm. because I feel like that was probably really terrible as well. Some really terrible stuff yeah. probably happened there because historically black people were treated as less than, like mm-hmm. less than And if they were treating people. everyone like that already, exactly. like how much worse they get is what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I couldn't but find anything staff, on it. Like, yeah, I can see why like a suicide rate was high. Like sure. it's a depressing environment mm-hmm. if you weren't allowed to leave. And that's like, there was no, I would want to jump off the fifth floor too. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm sure it's haunted, but yeah, I want to go do a tour. We should definitely do a tour during the day. Cause I'm a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll do it during the day, but no, we should plan one. Yeah. We could save it for the Patreon. That's what right. What else is there in Louisville, Kentucky to do? Um, I want to go to baseball bat factory. Oh yeah. Baseball bat factory. <laughs> and then we can do uh What's a Kentucky Derby? Bourbon. No. They probably have like bourbon stuff, right? Bourbon stuff. We'll just get drunk. <laughs> we'll just bourbon, drink a no. lot. <laughs> I want to go to Kentucky Derby. It's on my list. Ooh, that sounds fun. Oh my God, I cannot. Yeah, I definitely want to do that. It's on my list. Ooh, Haunted Kentucky Derby. I don't know if it's really. We should look what, into Dead that. horses? Dead horses <laughs> everywhere. Oh no. <laughs> That's more depressing than this. <laughs> yeah, people's one thing, but animals, uh, come on now. <laughs> Well, that was a good story. I didn't. I've never heard of that one. Thank you. Then in the beginning, I'm like, yeah, maybe I have, but no, I haven't heard of that mm-hmm. one. So I enjoyed that. I'm gonna. Um, I don't think I had heard of it either before I looked it up. We definitely need. To, you didn't hear of it before you looked it up. You mean like, how'd you look it up if you didn't? Well, hear I it? found you it. Upon I stumbled it. upon <laughs> it because remember I told okay. you I was already researching for something else. Oh yes, yes, yes. I gotcha. hopped. Our yeah. first haunting story on mostly macabre. Wow. I love haunting stories. Oh, I've. We'll be having more of those. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but um, no, I enjoyed that. We definitely, I'm going to look into a tour and we're going to have to do that. A detour. A, a detour. A detour. <laughs> I just we're wanna... doing a sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sleeping there. Do you think they'll ever turn it into that luxury hotel that they, they aim for? They should. No and if they did, they would you stay there? You I think I would, oh, actually. Oh, if it's luxury, <laughs> she can stay. But if it's just a cot on the floor, she's not into it. Yeah, if it's, it's luxury. And maybe the luxury will get the bad vibes out. I don't know. See, this is why they need to turn it into a luxury hotel, because they're going to make so much money because of people like Melody. <laughs> <laughs> if it's luxury enough, I'll go. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Um, if you have any suggestions or stories or anything, you can email us at mostlymacabrepod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at mostlymacabrepodcast. And make sure that you tell all your friends about us, like us. And we'll be posting pictures. Um, we hope you keep listening. And until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.